This is Crime Connections, and we're your host. I'm Jackie. And I'm Sarah. Last week, we introduced nine women to you from the Chillicothe, Ohio area. Four of the women were found dead near a body of water, and five of the women are still missing. It was eight years ago, and the community still has no answers. The families still don't know what happened to their daughters, wives, mothers, or best friends. While doing my research, I found other possible cases or names of other women that were being associated with the nine women that have gone missing in Chillicothe, Ohio. And one of these women, her name is Bethany Coppis. Bethany went missing around this time period, but was found alive, but she was very disoriented when she was found, Mm -hmm. and she couldn't even remember what had happened to her. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people associate her with the cases and that she was supposed to be the next victim but got away somehow but like I said she was found alive and unharmed so there isn't honestly much information on her disappearance in the beginning okay like to start out with so that's really all I could find on her but she was associated with you see her name a lot when you're researching this okay there is also a woman Timberly Clater she went missing on May 28th of 2014 and was found on May 29th, shot in the head three times. She was left near or in Pain Creek. I couldn't determine whether it was near or in. Tamika Lynch, if you remember, was also found in the same body of water, which is why people were relating it. It later came out that one of her friends, who she frequently hung out with and did drugs with, actually shot her. They were all in a car. He forced... She, like, had done the rest of the drugs or something and he got mad at her so she tried getting out of the car and he shot her three times in the head are you serious yes and then there was three other people in the car and he forced them with like the gun to help hide get her out of the car (gasps) no yeah they prosecuted him he was convicted and the woman that was in the car was sobbing uncontrollably in the courtroom and they forced her to testify a lot of people were really mad about that because she just couldn't even handle it. It was it was sad. So it seemed like it was related because she was left by the water, but it wasn't related, obviously. And then our next woman was Rebecca Cade. She was 31 years old. Her bloodied body was found on the morning of October 13, 2015. She was snagged about two feet off the ground on a fence that was being installed. A trail of blood marked where Cade had fled her attacker and tried to jump the fence. A sweatshirt sleeve of the petite woman, who was about 5 feet tall and she probably weighed less than 90 pounds, was caught and pinned to the fence. And so she died hanging there. Oh my god. And that's the thing though, like when I first looked into this case, this is the one I was like, yeah, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And now that you like said that, I'm like, okay, so it wasn't related, but like this is one of the cases that I've always like thought about when I Mm -hmm. think about Chillicothe. And it ended up being, so a man was arrested about a month after her body was found, but unfortunately he was acquitted. The county prosecutor had said in court that he believed the man in custody had beat Cade with a rock, stabbed her with a knife in the head, and then also in her face. And then he went home to his sister's house, like, right after killing her. His jeans were covered in mud and Cade's blood. He showered at his sister's house while his sister bagged and discarded his clothing in a trash bin. His sister told police, who later recovered the jeans, that her brother had told her he had been in a fight with Cade and that he thought he had killed her. Crime lab analysts showed that it was Cade's blood on the jeans. For whatever reason, he was acquitted. Okay, so no. I'm so sorry, like, if this sounds mean, 
but like you beat her you thought you killed her and to be completely honest she tried escaping you and died while trying to escape mm-hmm. you and you left her hanging on a fence yeah so you did kill her yeah you did do that yes. you should be in jail mm-hmm and there's no reason that he's not. I hope that somehow, some way, that there's some f- little piece of evidence that wasn't used that they can trace back to this person. And we didn't say his name because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to do any kind of character assassination. When I read this, I was, how? How does he is covered in her blood? He goes and showers. And he they, stabbed her in the head. They disregard the cl- the clothing evidence. And yet he still is acquitted? First of all, his sister should be going to jail too. Mm -hmm. You assisted in helping a criminal get rid of evidence. Yes. That you both should go to jail. Like, I remember her. I remember hearing on the news, and it's like the Freezer Baby episode. Mm -hmm. Traumatized me. I've never gotten it out of my head. It was around Halloween, so when workers came... They thought it was a prank. They thought it was a mannequin. And then they obviously realized that it wasn't. Yeah, it's disgusting. And there were people, witnesses that they had called that said, it was like a group of people that were out, like homeless people, I think, out and about. Because mm-hmm. she was technically homeless. And they had said, oh, um, we were all like really drunk and a bunch of us were fighting. Oh. So, so, so but you have his sister admitting. This mm-hmm. is what he came and told me. And yet he still gets away with it. And she helped him get rid of the clothes. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I have so many comments that I have to keep to myself. (laughs) I'm so mad. Yeah, it's disgusting. And moving to our next woman that could possibly actually be related is Melissa Blevins. Melissa was 39 years old. She went missing from Portsmouth, Ohio on February 21st of 2010. So if she is related, she would be the first in the area. Okay. Uh, she was on her way to a local store, but she had never returned and has never been heard from again. According to missing persons information on the Ohio Attorney General's website, Melissa may be in the Kentucky area, which we will touch on a little more later, but it is still a very random... I don't know why they just randomly said that. Like, where they got that from. Law enforcement in the Chillicothe area set up an email and a hotline for tips, and a lot of tips came in. And I mean thousands and thousands and thousands of tips came in. In May 2015, more information came in from someone who claimed to hear details of what happened to Tamika and Charlotte from someone who overheard someone else talking. The tipster alleged she'd heard Tamika was given a hot shot because she owed a dealer money, which led to Charlotte freaking out. As a result, she alleged she'd heard Charlotte was given more heroin and was buried alive along the creek bank before being put into a bag and tossed into the creek. So, I'm assuming a hot shot means you would get shot? No, a hot shot is when a drug dealer gives you bad drugs. Oh. Yeah. Um, They actually, like, a lot of times when... I only know this because I know someone that had hot shot. So... Oh, my gosh. You don't... Unless the Narcan is, like, readily available, you're, you're gonna die. So that's probably why when it says that she looks like she overdosed multiple times, the hot shot is just like, it's bad drugs. Like a mixture probably? It's a mixture and it's on purpose and they know when they sell it. So a lot of times kids will buy hot shots not knowing what the drugs are and then they die. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you cleared that up because I literally did not know what a hot shot meant at all. I thought maybe like they shot her. Nope. But then that wouldn't make sense because she didn't have gun wound of 
Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> um, another tip came in, and it claimed that Charlotte or Tamika had been hit in the head with a shovel and mentioned some of the names from earlier tips, but all these tips were looked into and ended up being dead ends. Not specifically the first tip I just read about her, the hotshot thing, because I don't think they could look into that because both one is dead and one is missing. But the names that they, any name they had gotten all ended up being a dead end. On July 15th, West Virginia Police Force said that they are sharing information about a slain suspect serial killer with authorities investigating suspicious deaths and missing women in Southern Ohio. They did catch a killer, but he was never linked to the missing and murdered women in Ohio. They believe something was going to come from this and then it ended up being another dead end. The people of Chillicothe are scared and rightfully so. There are still no answers to this day. The police, at first, were quick to say that the cases were not linked. There was no evidence of a serial killer, but since then have reopened and began combing over the cases more carefully with the help of the FBI. If this is the work of a serial killer, he could have moved on or is still killing and not getting caught because he hasn't been caught yet, so why would he have stopped right. or moved? Well, that's why, like we always say, if you are not getting caught and you're willing to do it once and maybe twice, maybe three times, you're not going to stop because you know you can get away with it. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly moving around, like we've said in the last case, you might not be able to find them once they cross state lines. Yes, because with all this research that I have done, I can see similarities. You can see similarities. And I'm sure our listeners can see similarities. Mm -hmm. So how are they not connected? How can they outright say that? And like we've seen before, when the police department says something, they have so much power in the words they use that once they're continuously saying they're not related, it's not related. People believe that. People believe it. But I, I, I give them some, I guess I take away some of the pressure on that. No one wants to believe that their town is being used as a dumping ground for women or men or a serial killer. But at the same time, if there are multiple things that are kind of linking everything mm -hmm. together, you have to at least investigate that avenue. You can't for shut sure. it down. And I, I can agree with that. I am not 100% saying that this is a serial killer, but don't tell the public that it's not. Right. Like, say it is definitely a possibility, but as of right now, we don't think so. Yeah. Those are literally the simplest words you could possibly use without closing ends closing on either door. side. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And so, unfortunately, most of these women did live a rougher life and they were known to have drug problems. And some even worked, like I had said, in the sex trade industry, which typically means law enforcement doesn't really look too hard into these cases. They think, well, they live this life, they hang around these people. That kind of stuff just happens. But it doesn't happen nine times in three years. And with the media and the pressure of the community, I think they finally started taking it more seriously, bringing in the FBI. And so with that being said, it doesn't matter what these women have done in the past. They deserve justice and their families deserve answers. They do, absolutely. And so, in conclusion to all of that, there are some random connections and facts that I have found that kind of just didn't really fit anywhere, so I just want to say it at the end. Timberly Clater's ex, his name, I'm just not going to say, says that Timberly knew Charlotte, Wanda, and Tiffany. So they were all friends? Yes. Or at least acquaintances, acquaintances of some sort? Yes. 
Charlotte's mom also said that her daughter knew Tamika and Shasta. Okay. And then her mom also said that Tamika and Charlotte had visited Bainbridge, Ohio together in the past. Just to give you a reference, Tamika's body was later found in a creek near Bainbridge. A theory I'd actually found was a local man, which I will not say his name because he could kill us, um, (laughs) was allegedly one of the biggest drug runners in Chillicothe and has been rumored to be involved or has killed all of these women. Because, okay, listen to this. At least three of these women that went missing were all from almost the exact same street corner. Which was another connection that I had found, like, way later on. Mm-hmm. We have a picture that I saved to my computer of all of the locations they had went missing. They're all very close. Okay. So, the three women are Tiffany, Charlotte, and Timberly. They were pretty much on the exact same corner. And then, one and a half miles from the speedway of where Shasta was last seen on the surveillance video mm-hmm. in the gas station. So, it was one and a half miles from that corner street that she was last seen. So that's four of the nine women within a two mile radius of each other and they all went missing. And then something just to mention, on May 3rd of 2014, Charlotte disappeared. Exactly six months later, Wanda disappeared. And then another six months later, Tiffany disappeared. So it was every six months, which then brought me to the biggest theory slash suspicion, I guess, people have is that it was someone who was replenishing something in the Chillicothe area, as in drugs, a truck driver, something along the lines of that, because they're coming on a schedule. Right. There have been 181 overdoses in Ross County from 2014 through 2018, with a peak of 44 in 2016, and Ross County is Chillicothe area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Since Charlotte Trigo was last heard from on May 3rd in 2014, there have been 3,458 people across the United States who have gone missing and haven't been located. According to NamUs, a national database of missing persons and unidentified remains. Of those, 1,277 are women that include both Charlotte Trigo and Wanda Lemons. NamUs, which is searchable online by the public, also has tracked 1,727 cases of remains found since May 3rd, 2014, which remain unidentified as of this month. Ross County's sheriff previously told the Gazette that Charlotte and Wanda's DNA profiles are run through the national database every 90 days just to see if they can find mm-hmm. their bodies somewhere in the United States or anywhere in the world. Which is good to hear because... I mean, every 90 days, that's a, that's a good amount of time to get someone else in the database, you know? Right. I looked up if there were any laws in Ohio to report an adult missing because of the fact that Tamika's husband had the issue of reporting her mm-hmm. missing. And this is what I found. Ohio law requires that this information be posted to the NCIC immediately for missing adults aged 18 to 21. For those persons older than 21, the information must be posted in seven days should follow play be suspected which they had been mm-hmm. he was suspecting something mm-hmm. and just to clarify the 
NCIC is the National Crime Information Center. It is a computerized index of criminal justice information, such as criminal records, history information, fugitives, stolen properties, missing persons, that sort of thing. It is available to federal, state, and local law enforcement and other criminal justice agencies, and it operates 24-7, 365 days a year, all the time. Mm -hmm. And he still had issues reporting his wife missing because the police didn't believe him or believe that she was actually missing. Like I said, when it comes to someone that tends to dabble in the drug industry, it's easier to wipe it under the table. Oh, she's just, you know, doing that thing again. Mm -hmm. She's doing her drugs. Like, when you do that, though, um, I've said it before, you lose precious time. Like, yeah. Would you rather, and we've you've said it, I've heard it come from your mouth, would you rather assume the worst, the worst of something, and look into it, or would you rather, I don't know, have a teenage girl be missing for 50 years? Or mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the same situation, but if they would have handled it as if it was an emergency, there was a time-restricting re- situation going on, we might not even be telling Tamika's story. Exactly. It might have been one of those things where, like, okay, we know that something's going on. Let's go look for her. And instead of her getting a hot shot and potentially dying out in the water, maybe she could have been saved and someone that was going to hurt her could have been taken in immediately. Yeah. I mean, these are all could-haves and should-haves and... And what-ifs and, and... Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you treat something seriously, then maybe it really is serious and you can prevent something bad from happening. Exactly. Like, yeah, you would always rather treat it seriously and find her in a day that she was just drugged out or having a party or whatever the heck she's doing. Yeah. Then not look in three days and then find her dead in four. And now, uh, eight years later, we're telling her story. Yeah. And it's barely been covered. Like all the cases we've covered, this, all of these women barely had a page. Yeah. Of information. Three, three articles and none of them had the day she went missing. Come on. Yeah. Like... I literally had to look at a picture of her mom holding the flyer. The missing flyer to get the actual date. You're telling me news articles. You are supposed to be the source of information. Mm -hmm. Why is it we, eight years later in Toledo, Ohio, have to look at a missing flyer because the news stations couldn't get the day right? Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to sound, like, negative, but it just makes me mad. And this is not that far. This is, like, two hours from us. Mm -hmm. Two and a half hours away. If we can find it, you should be able to find it. How are you printing something that inaccurate? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. And, of course, we always, like we've said multiple times, we always go to WebSleuths because typically they have really good information. Now, I always lightly tread on that because they are amateurs just like us, looking up information, speculating, all of that stuff. So, like we've said, let's put our tinfoil hats on and let's talk, okay? (laughs) So... There was a man in Kentucky that got a 13 and a half year sentence for forcing women into prostitution. The Kentucky man used drugs and threats to control women that he would set up as prostitutes in Columbus, Ohio. He was sentenced 13 and a half years in prison. Court records say that he had a partner and that they would work together to rent Columbus area hotel rooms and advertise the services of the women they would force into prostitution between September 2013 and February 2014. The incident said that the man would give women heroin in exchange for prostituting themselves, and then he would threaten to kill them if they would attempt to leave. Now, I came across many women missing in similar circumstances along Route 23 Highway, which goes through Kentucky, Ohio, Florida, and Michigan. 
Okay. And now it goes through more states than that, but those are the ones that, like, I found information on. Right, right, right. There are a lot of rumors that there's a drug runner and someone, it would be someone that is constantly traveling from state to state to move meth, and Route 23 is one of the biggest, in this area at least. Yeah. Um, you constantly, we drive on it all the time. Yep. Constantly see people pull over. You constantly see signs saying this is a highly trafficked area for drug runners. Or It doesn't say that specifically. Drug but it, activity. Drug activity, that's yeah, what yeah. it says, yeah. So you know it's on Route 23. It's a big deal around here at least. There are similar cases in Kentucky that people have talked about looking to connect them to the Chillicothe missing women. There was Crystal Hall, who was 24. She was last seen in Pikeville, Kentucky on March 3rd of 2009. She was home alone at her apartment on Kentucky Avenue talking to a friend on the phone when she said someone was coming in the back door. She was never heard from or seen again. She left behind three kids. Nancy Lockard was 33 years old. She lived in Turkey Creek, Pike County, Kentucky. She went missing on June 24th of 2009. She also left behind two children. Turkey Creek is near Belfry, Kentucky, and Belfry is a small town along the Kentucky-West Virginia border, and it's about 20 miles from Pikeville and Route US 23. Janet Brown was 25 years old. She lived in Ashland, Kentucky, and she went missing on October 14th of 2009. Ashland is on US Route 23 in Boyd County, Kentucky, and that is near the Ohio and West Virginia borders. So there's three other women. They all have the same circumstances. They were in the drug community. Had children. Went missing. That kind of is related into the Route 23 situation. Now, the reason I brought up the Kentucky thing is because if you remember back about Melissa Blevins' woman that went missing, they were thinking she was in Kentucky for some reason, and then I found that article about that man that lived in Kentucky but was doing prostitution rings in Columbus. Columbus, So then people are linking that to, like I said, maybe a drug, because it... If you're into prostitution, you're more than likely probably in the drug world, too. Right. I'm not saying that's a guaranteed, because I don't know, but it's a possibility. And And if they're forcing women into doing these things... Well, they're they're giving them heroin. So, where are you getting this heroin from? Are you a drug dealer? Are you a drug lord? Or, you know, like, where is he getting that heroin from? Right. And so, that's why people are thinking maybe he has a drug runner Mm -hmm. that is going and killing all these women. And so then there was also like three or four women in Florida that have been reported and they're the same circumstances. Now, none of those are connected to the women in Chillicothe. I just wanted to mention them because this could be so much bigger than anyone knows. Now, is that a little crazy? Yeah, it could be. But is it a possibility? Yes. And now, like we said, this is all speculation. I will say that it very could be far-fetched, okay? But we have seen it time and time again where states, let alone counties, let alone cities, do not share information. Mm -hmm. They do not go looking for help unless they absolutely have to by the pressure of the community. Mm -hmm. So could they be related? Absolutely. Could they somehow be connected to some person? Yes. Now, I don't think if they were connected, I don't think this is your typical serial killer. I don't think he's out there hunting. I think he's their boss because they're all related to drugs. They've all dealt with 
drug addiction, abuse, whatever you want to say. Well, and that's what I was thinking too. If it is someone selling drugs, you're killing your clients or you're killing your workers Mm -hmm. that are not doing what they are supposed to be doing by your standards. They were all rumored to be trying to get better and clean. So did they kill him because they knew too much? Did they kill him because they said, well, it's either you work for me or else? And they said, or else, and now they're dead or missing. I think that with the rehab, like, link, where they all went to the same rehab, a lot of them knew each other, the women in Ohio, I think it's possibly more likely that it was someone that works at the rehab center or someone that kind of recruits women to the rehab Mm -hmm. center. But I think that it also could very well be, because a lot of them are happening six months apart, the person that replenishes or maybe a truck driver on that route, Mm -hmm. something something like that where it is a victim of chance. They were out and it was easy and now they leave and they continue their life and go back home to wherever home is and Mm -hmm. no one ever suspects anything different. They just think it's a, oh, what a shame. So-and-so passed away, but they did have drug problems. Okay, get over it. I'm sorry, but you... You cannot put someone, you cannot brush someone to the side. You cannot put something under the rug. There's too much going on in just Chillicothe area. Yep. And now you are telling me about women in Kentucky that are also in the same kind of lifestyle and they're either missing and they're not being able to be found or they're murdered in similar ways. Mm -hmm. And it's all right out of out of Route 23 that goes through all of these cases. You know, and I was even interested into seeing the technical term of a serial killer because I do know that truck drivers, they have a whole database for truck drivers because it is one of the hardest serial killers to catch Mm -hmm. because they move so often. And the technical term of a serial killer is a person who commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive and typically following a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern. So this may not be your typical serial killer, if it is one. Because I don't think they're out there hunting. I think they're, like you said, by chance. Mm -hmm. There's a few possibilities. They're either a truck driver going from town to town. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're hire the truck drivers hiring these women as a prostitute, or he's giving them drugs, or it's a drug runner, or they're not connected at all. That's pretty much what people are saying. There's just so many possibilities of what could be happening, but personally, I feel like they have to be connected in some way. I think that I'm getting hung up on the every six months, and I think that is a stressor time for the person, if it's the same person killing them, a lot of times you will follow a pattern, like every three months, every Mm -hmm. so-and-so, and and then it gets more frequent, the easier it is to commit the crimes because you're not getting caught. I think that it is someone that they either have to be so local that they know all of these women personally, or it is someone that these women feel confident enough because women will start talking if it is the women in the sex trade industry and they are working, they're going to be like, this guy is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So-and-so was never seen after they went with him. Yes. So it's either someone they all trust or it is their boss. I also was thinking, because if you want to bring up the time thing, because there's other counties that it's happening in. So this person could easily be going to Chillicothe every six months, but then going to Columbus like that could be their next stop or their first stop then going to florida or kentucky or florida then kentucky or you know whatever the situation Mm -hmm. may be because if you look at the time frame the women that are at least from kentucky are the early 2008 2009 and then you have our first possible victim that i mentioned earlier that could be related in 2010 Mm -hmm. and then it's nothing 
that I found for two years, but definitely doesn't mean that something's not happening. Wasn't there because uh, I didn't really look into Columbus too much There's... of women, and I'm sh- and Columbus is huge. Oh yeah. So it could be way more people that I just didn't find. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the 2013, 14, 15. So who knows what they've been doing since? Right. Well, and the thing is too, like. And a lot of jobs, like seniority-based, you can choose the same routes. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to do a different route, and now all of a sudden, you're out of that area. They're not going to be like, oh, well, so-and-so did that same like specific route for the last few years, and that's been happening there. And now all of a sudden, they switch to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Spencer, my fiancé, did a commercial for a local trucking company mm-hmm. and so he spoke with a few of the truckers obviously to you know to whatever mm-hmm. and they were saying like one of the guys he does the same route every single monday through friday same route and then he's home on the weekends like i think it depends on the company you work for whether you can switch it or not because i know like everyone he spoke to they all do the same route every single monday through friday but obviously that depends on the trucking company you do mm-hmm. or if you're private yeah. i know I, where I work right now, a guy came in and he was a private truck driver, and he goes all over. People will call him and be like, we have an emergency, can you please come here? So then he goes to Kentucky. We have an emergency, can you please come here? Then he goes to Michigan. Easy. It's easy. I mean... And there is, maybe eventually one day we'll cover it, but there is uh, another case of a truck driver. I think his name's like Dr. No or something. Mm-hmm. And he was, he's a serial killer. He got convicted and he said, you have no idea how many of us are out there that are doing this and oh, yeah. getting caught. That's why they have a whole database because it's one of the hardest to catch. Mm-hmm. According to the Chillicothe police captain, Ron Myers, the task force is still active with investigators seeking tips. Quote, we're still looking for them, unquote, said Myers. We've had officers and detectives working very diligently on all of these cases and we want a resolution. It is important to get this solved for closure for the families, Meyer has said. Southern Ohio Crime Stoppers is offering a reward for anyone with inf- any information leading to the whereabouts of Lemons or Trago. Tips can be submitted by emailing findme at rosssheriff.com or drugtip at chillicothe.oh.gov. Those with information can also call 740-773-TIPS or 800-222-TIPS. Now, I'm curious, have you guys heard of these cases? Because until it was brought to us, I had never heard of them. I mean, I'm not really from this area. Like, I'm not born here, so I didn't ever hear about them. When did you hear about them? I heard of these cases only because of Rebecca Cade. I thought that she was also a part of this. But, like I said, like, the Rebecca Cade situation... That was just something where I was watching the news. Like, my grandma traumatized me. We'd watch Channel 11 news every night. And when I lived with her in the summer, I would watch these things. And I would literally, like, tell her. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And she'd be like, Sarah, she'd terrify me to go outside, okay? I'm talking this woman was, I was terrified to touch stuff out in public. She'd always be like, use hand sanitizer. So, like, that did not help me because... When I heard about Rebecca Cade's case, and then we had someone ask us to do this case, I was like, okay. I immediately went to Rebecca Cade. I could not remember her name, but I remember specifically her hanging from the fence. And that's why I thought that she was a part of it. So I was like, yes, 100%, we will cover this case. 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes around on Facebook where they're trying to find these women. People keep mm-hmm. sharing, and there's tons of shares. But if you don't know people in different areas and different you know, states and stuff, it's not getting shared. It's getting no. shared to the same people all over again. Yes. And people keep sharing it. And if you're private, no one's getting that shared off of your profile. So it kind of just stays stagnant to the area and demographic of people you're friends with on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have heard of them. There was an uh, investigation discovery. There was the Chillicothe murders. Yeah, I know there's a few shows that have covered it. But there's not very much coverage other than that, and that was years ago. And they, they're not, like, replayed. They're just, they're just forever ago they were aired, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to hear from you guys. What do you think? What do you... Do you think a serial killer is out there roaming the streets free? Because, I mean, I kind of do. Do you think there's a connection to the women in Kentucky or possibly people in Florida? I didn't really give much information other than there's similar cases. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Because I would love to hear... We talk all the time. We love to hear what you guys are saying. And I've been putting out little things for weeks. Comment. Let us know what you think. Because I knew that we were going to be doing the giveaway. And Mm -hmm. I I want you guys to interact with us. I want you guys to tell us things that you're like, hey, this stuck out to me when I was like, you know, a 12-year-old, like how Rebecca Cade's case did. And we can cover those cases and find maybe information that you didn't know was out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we're like the most expert detectives out there. We're amateurs, obviously, but... But we do take our time. We look at a lot of information. I am an arsenal of information that I don't want to know. <laughs> and I'm also an arsenal of information that maybe, you know, it's it's kind of hard if you're not into doing this. Our first episode ever, we took forever. And I'll be the first one to say, I did not sound good when I represented that case because I was nervous. Well, I mean, it was our first case. People got to understand that because come on. But at the end of the day, we worked on that case for a month. Mm-hmm. We worked on Kelly's case for over a month. We spent a lot of time, like our own time in doing this. We don't make any money doing this. We do this because it is something that we enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And if this is all that I could do every day and not actually go and work, I would totally do this. Oh, me too. But it's one of those things where it's like, I want you guys telling us these things. I want you to get excited about, you know, if what we, we're covering, what we're covering. If you, if we message you and you're like, holy crap, they, they reply to us, get excited. We're more than willing to do those things. And well, and we're excited. And I would also like to mention really quickly before I forget, Please don't feel like you cannot send us a case because it's not in Ohio. We don't only cover Ohio cases Mm -hmm. just because recently we kind of have only because people have been sending us mostly Ohio cases. Mm -hmm. If you saw something on the news that was 10 years ago, two months ago, five years ago, whatever that was in California, in Nevada, in the Rocky Mountains with message us we're more than wanting and willing to do that into things yeah and i would like to say too i personally like to cover cases that most people don't know about i want to know i want to cover the names that unless you were her neighbor or his neighbor or whatever you're not going to know about it i want We've all heard the Green River Killer mm-hmm. or the Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy or, you know, or the, the Golden the, State. Yeah. The ones that are very publicized. I want to know the ones that 
are unsolved, that need help, that need someone to spend some time to look into it because sometimes that's all it takes. Oh yeah. It takes one person hearing something and remembering one small detail that might blow it open and give closure to the people that have been waiting years and years to mm -hmm. get it. And that's the cases that I want to cover. For so sure. if you have those and you know that those are out there and something that's kind of always racked your brain, like Rebecca Cade's case, mm -hmm. then tell us. Yeah. We are more than willing to talk with you. You know, I have a lot of time on my hands when I'm at work. I don't always have it, but when I do, I do like to spend it where, like, if you want to call us, you can do that. I'm not going to outwardly just give out my cell phone number to everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm more than willing to spend the time to talk to someone and get a little more information about something that you might not think is important, but it could be. Like we always say, we really do appreciate you guys. We've recently hit... 2,000 and some downloads, mm -hmm. which is absolutely crazy. I was even sitting here talking. I can't even believe people listen to us. You always, I don't know, you think of things, you do things, but you never think people will actually listen, I guess. But I am so grateful. I'm so excited. And we always appreciate your feedback or any anything that you want to tell us. I don't know. We enjoy it. Um, as always, go and follow us on Instagram at Crime Connections Pod or like us on Facebook at Crime Connections. Always feel free to email us at crimeconnections at gmail.com with any tips you don't feel comfortable maybe going to the cops or, you know, any possible cases that you want us to cover or look into. We seriously appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys.